Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nettling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will empower you to become that confident leader and take your business and your life to the next level. Today, I am so excited to have Kelly Jones as my guest. Let me tell you a little bit about Kelly. So she is a virtual lawyer for entrepreneurs and small business owners and has been practicing law for over eight years. She helps mainly with trademarks and contracts and started her own firm to help make the legal, and it is anything that you can do, Kelly, to help us, make it a little less boring and encourage business owners to protect themselves early to save time, money, and stress. So the title I thought of this appropriately would be go from running your brand to owning it with a trademark, something that we sometimes do not think about as we're building our new business. So please join me in welcoming my guest, Kelly Jones. Kelly, welcome. Thanks so much for having me. I'm happy to chat about trademarks. Oh, well, you know, I think you're the very first person I've had on to talk about trademarks. And in my old life as a project manager, it was uh, something that I talked about quite often. <laughs> so mm. absolutely have, happy to have you on. We always start with an easy question for you. And that is just tell our guests, where do you call home? New York. New York. What part of New York? So right now I'm on Long Island. So like about um, an hour from the city. Yes. My uh, sister, my youngest sister lived for a while in Bridgeport. Um, oh, okay. Connecticut and mm-hmm. uh, Long Island was a favorite place to go. Um, my daughter, youngest daughter, did internship as a fashion house in a fashion house at um, in Manhattan, but she lived in um, Brooklyn as well as um, uh, Bush something. Bushwick. Bush. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, I spent a little bit of time visiting her in New York so I could enjoy all the has- all the fun and hubbub of New York, although my daughter is uh, evidently a Southern girl at heart and was happy to get home. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so on to this. All of those people that are out there listening with their businesses, their entrepreneurship, um, do they actually need a trademark right now? And how do you decide if the time is right? Yeah, so it really depends. The first thing I typically ask people is, do you have anything that is part of your 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 business, your brand, that you want to keep at least for the foreseeable future? 
So, you know, for different businesses, that could be a different thing. Maybe it's your business name. Maybe it's a logo, a slogan. Maybe it's your podcast name or like a product line name, course name, something like that. Something that you, you want to keep. And it's not just, you know, it's not something that you're, is a temporary like event that you're running or something, not something that you're thinking, oh, you know, I don't really love it. I'm going to rebrand in a year. I think it's something you want to stick with. And then if you do have something like that, which I mean, if you're running a business, most people have at least one thing that is part of their brands like that. Then the next question is, would you be upset if someone else popped up with something that was either the same name as you or something very similar? And as a business owner, you kind of should be a little bit upset about that because the whole point, you know, if someone did pop up, not even with the same name, but maybe with something very similar, people might be confused. You know, if someone goes to Google your course name and another something else pops up that's very similar they might be like oh which one did you know did my friend recommend what you know or Mm -hmm. are they connected are they the same one so you don't really want that as a business owner you you want your brand to stand out so then the last question is would you be upset now if that someone pop who popped up forced you to rebrand because, you know, either they filed the trademark first or they send you a cease and desist, um, whichever, you know, whatever can happen. And if you would be upset having to rebrand, then that's where it's like, okay, then you should probably look into trademarking because if someone did file first before you and you were forced to rebrand, you know, you don't want to have to do that, especially, you know, the further you are in business, the more, annoying and probably costly it is to have to rebrand everything so maybe that uh, the entrepreneurs out there and saying but but i have a domain name what advice do you give them for that (laughs) yeah so i think a lot of business owners think about you know okay how can i secure my name they think domain name uh social media handles llc those are typically the three things i hear but none of those actually secure (laughs) your brand, you know, they're, they're great for, you should of course have your domain name so you can, you know, and social handles and stuff for brand recognition and your LLC, of course, that's a great thing too, but that is to protect your personal assets. It really has no bearing on the actual name you're using because it's also state by state. So, you know, you could file in Georgia for an LLC and someone could have the same exact thing in Tennessee or in New York, or, you know, even in Georgia, they can just add an S to the end and still get approved for that LLC, but still going to confuse someone if, you know, your business is one thing and another one just has an S added to the end. So the trademark is federal. So that's really where you get ownership over your brand in connection with your goods and services. So you can't just own it and stop anyone from using anything that's either the same or similar to you, but you can within the same, like, field the same goods Mm -hmm. and services anything where it'd be confusing if someone saw it and they'd be like oh are you related are you not you know if you're selling jewelry and someone else has like a financial consulting firm and two two names are similar they can probably exist because you know I'm not going to accidentally buy jewelry when I meant to hire a financial consultant and vice versa but if it's like a financial consulting firm and you know maybe um a financial coach online or even like a business consulting firm, you know, that's much closer. That could be more confusing. 
So that's really what the trademark protects against. And that's really how you secure that ownership of that name. Yeah. I work for a very large transportation company and we, um, we had done a lot of those uh, cease and desist people <laughs> to people who put our initials in their name or mm -hmm. uh, taken on the abbreviation. So definitely know and understand that. So whenever you're filing the trademark, um, do you, do you want to do it early on to save money or is there no difference in, in when you do it, just that you do it? <laughs> yeah. So the best thing to do is to file as early as you can in your business, really as, as early as you know that it's something you want to stick with, because the issue is that if someone else were to file for something before you, they, you know, your trademark application, when you go to file would be refused because of their either pending or registered trademark. So that's really where the, the, the issue is because technically the law is whoever's using the name first technically has the most rights to it. But if you don't file first, you know, and someone else file, let's say someone else files and then I go to file my trademark and someone else has already filed. So I know mine is going to get denied, but I know that I was in business, you know, five years longer than them, but I just waited to file my trademark. I can still file, but I'm probably going to get denied because of them. And if I want to fight for it and say, well, I was using it first before them, then you basically have to file. Um, it's similar to essentially a lawsuit with the trademark office and doing that, you know, against that other person who filed before you, uh, it can cost, you know, on average per the trademark office is about 95,000 is the, the average cost. And it also can take a couple of years. A lot of business owners don't have that kind of money to just throw around to a um, lawsuit. Mm -hmm. So that's really the difference with like, yes, I know it's hard when you're like earlier in business to, think about like, oh, I'm going to pay a couple thousand in legal fees. But when it comes down to it, it's like, okay, you prioritize that relatively early in your business or down the line in a couple of years when financially you could now afford that couple thousand legal fees, it might be more on that much higher end because now you mm -hmm. have to try to fight for your brand. So that's really where filing early is going to save you a lot of money in the long run. Do you find that there are businesses that file trademark names or um, product service or whatnot that they aren't currently using, but may, <laughs> may at some point use really to just keep people from having anything close to their name? Yeah. So typically it's, it's almost 50, 50 and the number of applications that get filed where the business is already using the name and the other 50% is businesses that haven't yet launched. And a lot of times this is because they want to essentially hold their place in line before they launch, you know, especially like if it's a product or something that takes a while to actually bring to market, they don't want to continue to brand it or, you know, make all this inventory that yeah. is branded with a name that they haven't yet filed for. And then they're stuck, you know, all, out all of that money having to then rebrand it. So that's why a lot of times they'll file ahead of time to kind of hold their place in line. And um, the process allows for that. You basically, the only difference really is that you're showing your proof of that you're actually using it 
during the process uh, rather than in the initial application. So the timeline of it is slightly varied because of that. And you basically, you know, when they review your application, they say like, okay, we're ready for you to show proof of use. You have six months to do that. And then if you get to the end and you still, you know, you're still not at market yet, you can file extensions for additional six month periods, um, up to five additional extensions. Mm -hmm. So basically with, if you're within a couple years of use, you know, coming to market, then you might file that type of application. If it's further out than that, you might not because you might run out of those extensions. Um, so that's really where, where that comes in. And so you mentioned, uh, we mentioned earlier about the fact that um, say someone else has that. So if you especially have a product that, and, and marketing and, and branding and everything is costly, is it good for you to do the due diligence to do that trademark early so that you know that nobody else already has trademarked that? Yeah, typically I say the earlier you can do it, the better. You know, it's hard to brand and put all this money into your brand when you don't yet own it or at least are in the process of owning it because, you know, if you do, you put money into a logo, maybe a website, like all these other things that are surrounded, you know, coming from that brand and that brand name. Uh, it can sometimes be a waste of money if you yeah. then have to rebrand and do it all over again. So, you know, ideally in an ideal world, you would want to file for the trademark, at, you know, have the lawyer clear that name, make sure it's it's okay to use. It's not, you know, there's not something already pending or registered yeah. with that name or something so similar. That way you can then kind of have the peace of mind of like, okay, now I'm going to put money into getting a logo or getting products yeah. or, you know, all of these other costs. Very good advice. So what is a legal nightmare that you would be able to help someone avoid <laughs> as they're moving forward? Yeah. So I think the biggest one really is, is there's a couple, I guess, but one is DIYing it. Because a lot of people, you know, think that like, oh, it's just a form they file with your with the government. Um, so they're just going to go ahead and try to do it. But the main benefit of using an attorney to file is really what we do before we actually even file the application. It's that full search that we do to assess the risk level of your mark, because we don't want to waste time and money. You know, getting a trademark takes over a year right now with how long the, the wait times are. So we don't want to waste all of that time, all of that money on something that you might not even be able to register. Uh, we want to do this full search to see, is there anything else out there that's not just the same, but also similar. And, you know, when it comes to trademarks, it's similar in, you know, do, does anything else sound similar, look similar, even have a similar meaning. So, you know, if someone has like a, um, let's say a membership and, you know, a couple people have memberships and one person has, and their membership ends with society and another person ends with school. Another person ends with like group, like those words kind of mean the same thing. So you might think like, oh, no one else has this. I'm in the clear, but someone else has the same exact name as you. And you just added society on the end and they added school on the end. And now you're going to get denied because of that. So this search that we do beforehand really gives us a big picture 
of like, okay, is this a good idea to continue with or should we fix something before we even file or file in a way that can try to avoid what else is out there. So that's really like the, the biggest part of the, the whole process that, that we do. So it, this process seems very similar to when you are trying to um, get intellectual property. So is, is it often tied, especially if there, it's a product or service, do you have that second piece of it where you get the trademark, but you also work to give uh, intellectual property or do you give someone else that, that piece of the uh, legal process? Yeah, so your trademark is your intellectual property. Um, or it's a piece of it. So the, the trademark intellectual property is the brand itself. And then there's copyright, which is also your intellectual property, which is like the underlying, you know, actual, maybe it's your actual course or your website or your videos or something like that. Um, that I, sometimes I do, I don't typically do it um, just because I like to focus on trademarks. Um, copyright also is a little bit shorter and easier of a process, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, it's not as, as complex. So, you know, some people will do that on their own or go use a copyright lawyer for that um, and have a little bit, maybe more success uh, copywriting than with their trademark. Very good. All right. So we kind of touched a little about this, but can you give us the maybe 9,000 feet version of the process of trademarking yes so basically we decide to work together we do the full search to assess the risk level of your mark i give you an opinion letter with a rating of like low risk moderate risk high risk then we go from there you know if it's low or moderate good to go we file the application then you wait about nine months where nothing happens it's just sitting in the office because it's the government and it's a very slow process then finally gets assigned to someone, they basically say, okay, you're good to go, let's move to the next stage, or they issue a refusal. Um, then, you know, you might have to fix that, submit an argument to try to overcome it, um, fix, maybe they want you to just clarify a word, something simple, so you deal with that. Um, if, you know, all goes well there, then you move on to publication, gets published for 30 days, basically for anyone else to oppose if they, Think you shouldn't have it typically happens if you try to register something that's like similar to like nike or disney or starbucks you know those big brands they're gonna oppose you and then finally after that it moves to registration so the whole process right now the average time is 15 months that it's taking uh so that's kind of a an overview and the my best recommendation is always just have a lawyer handle it for you have a lawyer deal with the headaches of like talking to the trademark office and, and all of that. So I'm sure like everything, there is a range of costs, but what is an average cost to do a trademark of a process or project? Yeah. So typically when you use a lawyer, I say like the average cost is around like 2,500 to like the 4,000 range, depending on what lawyer you use. Um, Basically, that is including the attorney's fees and also the government filing fees, because the way the filing fees work is that you pay per class. 
So, you know, if you're only selling like jewelry, then that's one class. But if you're selling jewelry and mugs and apparel, and you're also doing online coaching, you know, then the filing fees can kind of add up with the more things that you have to protect, mm -hmm. essentially. Very good. All right. So the last question I have before rapid fire is, um, what are some things that you might need to bring to you if you want to do a trademark? Um, really just the name that you want to use. Uh, and also what plans you have for it, both current and, you know, foreseeable next couple of years future for what type of goods and services you plan to use with it. And then we take it from there. Oh, that's easy enough. So rapid fire. Um, what do you wish that you would have known whenever you started on this journey? Um, I think probably that it's better to just, um, you know, keep putting things out there in your business rather than overthinking everything. Um, you know, when it comes to content or your website or everything, like it doesn't have to be perfect because you're just building upon that. So, you know, even if you're, it's just your drafts, like nothing has to be a hundred percent perfect to do well in business pretty much. So what advice would you give someone that hasn't trademarked yet, but they think they should trademark, um, but yeah. still <laughs> like dragging their feet? <laughs> yeah. So I typically recommend people to at least schedule a consultation because that's only my consultations are 97. So it's, you know, a lower ticket way where we can talk about, see if there's any red flags that you might, you know, that might be an issue to trademarking. And we can also, you know, prioritize like, okay, maybe if now it's not the right time when that might be, but sometimes just the consultation alone can save money. If, you know, I can see like, oh, there's a major red flag with your brand. Maybe we need to change something now rather than when you, you know, wait two years until you have the money to have the consultation and then realize that after you put all this time into that brand. So sometimes even the consultation alone is worth it. And, you know, it doesn't mean you have to commit to the whole process. Awesome. All right. So if you have enjoyed learning about trademark marks as I have and um, thought, oh crap, I think I need to do this. Let's have you sh look at the contact information so that you can do a screenshot if you're watching. As always, if you're just listening, you uh, should grab a paper and pencil to take notes, but uh, it will be on my website as well as my YouTube channel. And the website is findyourleadershipconfidence.com. The website for Kelly is https colon forward slash forward slash www.lawyer, L-A-W-Y-E-R, Kelly, K-E-L-L-I.com. So that's lawyerkelly.com. LinkedIn, she is Kellyann-Jones. And so Kellyann is K-E-L-L-I-A-N-N-E-Jones. Instagram, she's lawyerkelly underscore. And TikTok, she's at lawyerkelly. I'm going to have... Kelly, talk to you about her call to action and uh, it's all yours, Kelly. Thanks. 
So if you loved this podcast or you have any more questions about trademarking, you can schedule a trademark consultation with me during this call. Like I said, we'll make sure there are no major red flags with your brand. And you can also, if you're not ready for a consultation, you can join my email list so you don't miss out on any important legal information. And I share business tips and legal tips usually twice a month. Awesome. Well, if you have not done so, please go ahead and get that screenshot now so that you can be able to take advantage of Kelly's free or not free, but her, yes, her free consultation, but um, the uh, definitely worth the $97 to find out if you have any red flags, definitely uh, I'm thinking pod or your um, logo, (laughs) who would have thought logos might be something to worry about, but there you have it. Learn something new today. So Kelly, it, it has been really informative. You shared a lot of information. I hope people took heed to the warning. Uh, I, I know, as I said from my past life, that a lot of people don't think about trademarks or copyrights and, and then something happens and they think, oh crap, <laughs> what, have, what have I forgotten to do? So um, I hope people will take advantage of spending some time with you, taking advantage of that great offer for the consultation and uh, hopefully uh, they will have a less worry able to sleep better at night knowing (laughs) that their their brands are safe because of a trademark as always i remind everyone that life is a journey and it is up to you to enjoy the ride this is vicki nettling signing off Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.